Hey you, welcome to the Impactful Life Podcast. I'm Jan Ditchfield, award-winning social entrepreneur, online educator, purpose-driven business expert, and mom to a feisty girl boss in the making. Are you looking to make an impact on the world around you and create a life that lights you up, but you don't know the steps to take to get started? Trying to navigate the path to live the life you were meant to have isn't an easy journey, but it's a journey you were destined for. Each week, I sit down to share strategies, inspiration, and tips to help you develop the confidence to turn what matters to you into a business with purpose so you can make a massive impact on the world around you. If you're a first-time female entrepreneur who is looking to understand how to create a business and life of impact, then this is the podcast for you. Ready? Let's do this. My students inside of Impact Business Academy just started week four of their lessons. And this week, they're learning all about how to build a brand, but even more importantly, how to build a website that sells. So we've been having a lot of conversations already about what works on a website and what doesn't work on a website. And this week, I'm doing something really new with them. And I've been reviewing their websites one by one, kind of going over everything and looking at the things that are working and also pointing out the things that need tweaking. And I know you've heard me talk a lot about websites. I talk about what goes above the fold. I talk about what goes below the fold. I talk about what that means. But what I wanted to talk about today were five of the most common mistakes that I see made on websites and how to fix them so that you can make more sales. Because contrary to what most people think, not all websites are created equal. There are some that work and there are an awful lot that don't. And I know how hard you're working on your business. So I don't want to see you in that camp of things that don't work. So let's get you in the camp of what does work. The number one mistake that I see made by small business owners is not having a website. And when I see small businesses operating without websites, or I hear people saying all the time, oh, you don't need a website to run a business. I always go, oh, because I know it's costing you sales. Because when you don't have a website in your business, it doesn't make you look legitimate. You look like you're running a hobby, or maybe that you're not quite above board in the way that you're doing things, or that you're still figuring stuff out. And it's totally okay to figure stuff out because I'm still figuring stuff out 20 plus years later, but do it with a website in place because you want to use your website as the place where you send all of your potential traffic to, to do a couple of things. First, you want them to get on your email list. So you need to send them somewhere to get your lead magnet. And that somewhere isn't going to be sending them to like your convert kit landing page or your MailChimp landing page. It's sending them to an URL that you've created because when they're there, You also want them to hang out and start cruising through what you have to offer and getting to know you and checking out more about why you're so fabulous. And if you don't have somewhere to send them, there's no way for them to get to know you in a deeper, more meaningful way. So the first thing first, before anything else, you need to have a website, even if it's just one page, like one really well-crafted homepage will do so much for your business growth. And you'll look back and you'll be like, I'm really glad I made this decision because you can add more pages as you go and as you grow and as you figure more things out. But right now you need a place in the corner of the internet to call your own. Don't skip this step. This is kind of like goes in that world of don't run your business with a Gmail address. In my opinion, you need to have a couple of these things in place. It's going to take you really far, really fast. The second thing I see people do a lot has to do with your navigation bar. So that menu bar at the top of your website that tells people all the places they can go to. Lots of people don't quite get this one right. First of all, it's usually too crowded. 
You don't have to have everything in your brother on your website. You don't need to explain the 16,000 ways that you deliver your products and you don't need to explain your mission and you don't need to explain that really beautiful story of how you woke up in the middle of the night with this idea and why you're so passionate about what you're doing. What you need to explain is how people can buy from you, how people can contact you and how people can buy from you again. So when you're working on your navigation bar, keep it really short. Home, about, work with me, buy with me, contact, podcast or blog if you have one, FAQ page. That's pretty much all that belongs up there. Everything else, you can really cram it into your terms and conditions in your private policy and stick those in the footer. Less is more when it comes to websites. Things have changed so much with websites over the years. It's no longer about like, put as much content as you possibly can get on there and wow people with like thousands and thousands of words. Now it's about hit them with high level stuff, nail your messaging, use really great images and direct them into your sales funnel. That's all you need to do. The other thing with navigation bars that I see a lot of the time happen are people do things that are really cute when it comes to naming all of the subtabs. And being cute, this isn't the place to do it. Like do it on your Instagram and do it in your copywriting and do it in all kinds of other places. But with your navigation bar, simple is best. People spend six seconds on a website from when they land on it to deciding whether they're going to stay or exit. So if you have to make them overthink, you're going to exit. And then you're never going to get that chance to get them further down your pipe, to get um, them to know you more, to be able to explain all the wonderful things you do. And they're off surfing somebody else usually your competition. So keep that menu as clean as you possibly can. White space, keep your logo small, don't have it take up the entire bar, and just put the things in the header that you absolutely have to have. The third thing I see happen on a lot of websites is when you land on it, there's nothing above the fold except for a menu and some gigantic photo or logo. And I know I've talked a lot about what goes above the fold on a website before. And if you haven't heard that, head over to episode number 12 and I'll walk you through everything you need to do to design a really successful above the fold for your website. But in a nutshell, the things that need to be on there are a header, your value proposition, a call to action that's leading them somewhere, which is ideally into the next phase of your sales funnel, and a relevant image. So not a stock image, not your logo magnified out, not just a gigantic image of what it is you sell, but something that's relevant to your business. And that includes your face. So if you're the face of your own brand, your face needs to be on your website, like above the fold. Don't bury it. People buy from people. So they want to see you. They want to know who you are. It's a really great way to start building out that no like trust factor. And it leads to conversions and conversions are sales. So don't leave your above the fold untouched. Like I said, if you want to learn more about how to do that really well, head over to jandishel.co forward slash blog forward slash 12 and check out the episode there. I could talk all day about above the fold sections. You get tired of it. Mistake number four that I see in a lot of websites for small business owners is that you have no funnel on your website at all. So when people land, there's no call to action to lead them into learning how to buy from you. We don't build our websites for warm traffic. We build our websites for cold traffic. And that means we build our websites for people who don't know us. They've stumbled across us from from some kind of call to action we've had out in the universe or just from Google. And they're trying to make a decision really quickly 
of whether you're a person they can trust to solve their problem or not. So they're not likely to go from landing to purchase. They need some warming up in between. And that warming up in between is a funnel. It's your sales funnel. So when I land on small business websites where the first thing I see are just like hundreds of images of stuff to buy, I'm always like, oh dear, that's not where that goes. You want to make sure that you have a lead magnet in place on the front of your website. And a lead magnet is going to be something that you give out that for free, that solves the immediate pain point of your ideal customer. That's fast, takes them usually about 15 to 20 minutes to consume it and be able to implement it. It gets their dopamine firing because it gives them a quick win and it leads them to the next phase of working with you. So if you're a coach, your next phase would be like book a discovery call with me. Or if you sell a product, maybe the next thing is like sign up for a free sample. Whatever it is, it needs to lead to the next action. And that action is building trust. And the more trust we build with our customers, the higher the likelihood is they're going to buy from us. So that button that's above the fold should click to your lead magnet, which then should offer out another way to work with you, which then should lead to a sale. Think of it like a layered salad. Salads taste okay when like they're just lettuce by themselves or they're just cheese or like maybe it's some onions. But when you put it together, it's delicious and it makes you want more and it makes you want to ask for the recipe. And before you know it, you have a house full of salads. That's what a sales funnel does as well. And mistake number five that I see a lot is using a designer to build your website instead of using a copywriter or a marketing expert. And I know I'm going to get pushback on this from a lot of people because this is a little bit controversial what I'm saying. But the big reason why I'm encouraging you to think about this a bit more is because your website isn't going to make you money because it's pretty. It's going to make you money because it's optimized for sales. And the leading experts, hands down anywhere, when it comes to understanding how to sell effectively, are copywriters and marketing experts. Because the decisions that people are making when they land on your website of whether they're going to buy from you or not are based on a couple of really key things. It's going to be based on your ability to understand your customer mindset, your messaging, and the ability to put a really effective sales funnel in place. And who knows that stuff? Copywriters and marketers and some pretty great salespeople as well. But anytime I do a review of a website that's been done by somebody who is a web developer, it's always the same problems that I see that I have to get my students to go back and fix Or I see on people's websites and I'm like, oh, you are missing out on so many sales because of it. And a lot of it has to do is it's just too image heavy, huge images. The call to actions are buried beneath the fold. There's no engaging message right in front of my eyes when I land on there that explains to me who you are and what you do and how you're going to solve my problem. I have to start to scroll to understand. Yes, they're gorgeous. And when web designers do amazing work, so don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that the work isn't great work, it's beautiful work. But when you're running a small business, it's not the type of work you need. The type of work you need is getting somebody to land on your site, become interested in what you're doing, scroll down that page a little bit to read more, and jump into your funnel so that you can take over and work your magic, turning them from a cold lead into a reoccurring customer. And that only happens with really good messaging. So when you're trying to figure out how to build your first website and you only have maybe a little bit of money to invest in it, learn to do the mechanics of it yourself and hire someone to help you write the content. That's going to better serve you long-term than any other decision will. 
when it comes to putting a website in place that's going to make you sales. I know websites can feel overwhelming and it's really daunting to figure out how to get your first one going. But like I said, if you just start with your homepage, at least that, and don't worry about anything else and get that done really, really well, you will see a really big increase in your sales that you can directly relate back to that website you have. So I hope that was helpful. And if you are looking to start your first website, it might give you a place to start off from. Or if you have one already, it might give you some things that you can go back and look at your current website and make some tweaks. We can always find ways to do things better. We can learn how to do things more effectively. And all of that learning helps us to grow our businesses. So I hope you learned something today. And that's it. So I'll be back again next week, same time, same place. And until then, be fearless, be passionate, but above all else, be strategic. I'll talk to you soon.